What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Zed Talks. Zor here with episode five, titled Let It Go. So glad to have you all. Um, This one might be a little deep, might get a little deep. Um, And in this episode, I never want to come across like I'm fake woke. Um, I've just been in a slump lately. I've had a lot of time to myself. And with having a lot of time, I've had a lot of time to think. Um, so even with the making of this episode, and, you know, I'll talk about it throughout the episode, I'm learning how to just let things be and being okay with letting things be and the outcome that comes with, you know, letting go. So just hopping right into it. Um, summer is in full swing, maybe not so much for people who aren't in college, but for everyone who is in college, um, summer is, summer is in full swing. And this is the first summer since middle school where I don't have any major obligations. Um, I'm not on a year-round swim team anymore. I'm not working at my old job. So I find myself with a lot of more time than I'm typically used to. I would not have weekends to myself. I would not have my days to myself working 13-hour shifts. Um, so yeah, as I said, a lot of time. And with a lot of time, I have just a lot of time to myself too. I've had a lot of time to think about a lot of things, reflect, um, and ultimately heal some, some wounds, some scars that, well, not some scars, but work on, um, healing some wounds that I had from life. And, you know, with that time, my current mission, my current objective is to learn how to let things go. And this really breaks down to three things, learning how to let conflict go, learning how to let relationships go. And most importantly, learning how to let control go. By learning how to just not always feel the need to be in control of something, to take the background seat um, and let it happen elsewhere. Because I just think when you take control of something, you just add a lot of more pressure to yourself and you don't realize what you're sacrificing for that control. Um, so yeah, that's what those are three sections that I'm really learning to take a step back on. Um, and in my time of, you know, reflection, I have learned something about myself. I've learned that I struggle with relaxing. I struggle really hard with relaxing. I won't say I'm unable to relax, but I have a hard time getting to that point where you can consider it relaxing. Um, I talked about the idea of burnout before, and I talked about recovery for it, but I think after a certain period of time, I was talking to a friend about this, I become restless after I'm just sitting idle for a time. Um, and I guess that's my, my biggest obstacle right now is learning the difference between complacency and resting and understanding what resting looks like. I think I'm not really too sure as to what resting look like looks like because this is the first time in which I've really had the time to do it. Um, I love to travel, but I'm going to be honest, my family doesn't travel like that, so I don't think I've ever had the thrill chance to simply relax in a setting or in an environment that wasn't my own. Um, since being at home, I've noticed that I'm able to relax in places that aren't my house. Uh, I have to go elsewhere in order to get, in order to relax which I don't know what that's about, but a change of scenery doesn't really good. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm always, uh, that's, you know, understanding the difference between complacency and resting. That is what's come with, you know, 
always needing to do something. I always feel the need to be doing something, have busy work, whatever the case may be. And then I've realized that in my my need, I'll say my need, my need of always needing to do something, I also realized that with that thing that I'm doing, I kind of, not kind of, I need to have some type of control over it. Um, and it's just reminded me of a conversation that I had with my dad when I was considering what I wanted to change my major to. And he was like, you know, how about major in business? Because you're someone who always likes to be in a leadership position. You always like to have control of situations on our business. Ultimately did not go into business. Um, but it just reminded me that conversation came to my mind as we were talking. So as I'm, as I spoke about the past, I wanted to talk a bit about my history and what I noticed and the different ways I noticed in which I have an issue with controlling things. Um, currently it's the two main areas that I'm seeing this in are my podcast and then in my sorority podcasts. I as y'all know, I do this podcast alone, um, and I've noticed that, like, the planning stages for the episodes, I I put too much pressure on myself for them to be perfect, and because they aren't perfect, I can't even tell y'all how many times I've re-recorded this episode alone. Um, the idea of it not being perfect always, it, it doesn't, if it's not perfect, it won't, it doesn't do it for me. Um, even now, just struggling off the words that I just did a couple of times ago, it makes me want to just stop and restart over. But I'm learning, like, how to let things go. Um, and just this idea of perfectionism is something that I've always struggled with in life. You know, I've struggled with it when it comes to sports, swimming, when it comes to um, my standard, like how my parents, their expectations on me. I struggle, I harbor a lot of my feelings inside because I want to come across as this perfect person and I know there are no such thing as perfect beings but I want to be I don't know I want to be that that golden child and I know that probably sounds so bad but if I were to go back and I know why I have that that need to be you know or I had no longer have but I have that need to be the perfect child I know where it comes from um, but yeah, just tying on to this idea of perfectionism, and I noticed it in junior RTC, um, in a leadership position again, and I always felt the need to control something, and in the moment, I have these arguments with people, and I'd be like, yo, they're tripping, but looking back at it now, I was tripping, I was absolutely tripping, because I was taking this activity way too seriously, way too seriously, especially for a field that I didn't even end up pursuing. And I think because of that, because of my need for control, because of my need for perfection, it took the fun out of a lot of things. And I realized, like, I think it was freshman year of college, I made a tweet and I was like, I wish I enjoyed high school more. And a couple of my old classmates liked it, but I do. I wish I did enjoy class. Like, I wish I had, I, I just wish I appreciated college more. I feel like the group of people that, um, you know, my classmates that was in high school with my graduating class, um, everybody had a, I don't know, this might just be my perception how they carry themselves, but they carry themselves pretty well from what I see. 
everybody had a pretty solid understanding, a basic, an essentially a foundation understanding of who they were. Um, and because I tied my identity, I tied my identity so hard into extracurriculars, sports, um, academics that I really wasn't aware of who Zor was. And I think now, I am, as I'm starting to let things go, starting to relax a little bit. I am now faced with the fact that I am not too sure who Zor is. You know, I, I feel like I am an, you know, an imposter. Um, and you know, that could be imposter syndrome. But I feel like I'm in um impersonating, you know, Zor, but I'm not really embodying who Zor is. Um, I know some people from high school would really appreciate me taking some accountability with the fact that I was way too much of a hard ass on um on some of those those extra quicks. Even yeah, I did say some anyways. There's a quote and I'm gonna talk about a couple of quotes in this episode, but there's a quote by Winston Churchill and it's my second favorite quote ever. My first favorite quote actually I'm not gonna say my first favorite quote. If you know me, you know my first favorite quote. Actually I'll just say it. It's Zora, get yourself together. It's um First favorite quote is just keep swimming. And I've noticed lately that childhood movies have a significance. I was watching, um, I was, there was a situation that happened and it was annoying me. And I had to take a minute to just breathe. Take a couple deep breaths, count to 15, and just breathe. And it reminded me of the scene from Kung Fu Panda. Um, I don't remember the characters' names, but I know there are two characters who did it. But it's like the inner peace, the inner peace scene. And you just go inner peace, inner peace. And it was Master Shifu. Master Shifu was struggling with it. He was like, it, 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 inner peace. And I just related in that moment. I just related to it so much, related to it so much. And then just keep swimming. You know, always feeling. Just keep going. Keep pushing. And then, you know, if you want to do Frozen with the title, let it go. Just can't hold it back. Just just let it go. But back to Winston Churchill. Um, my sec- he's my second favorite quote. And his quote says, courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. I've known about this quote for a while. Let me tell you, I've known about this quote for a while. But I've always applied it to other people. I'm just like, hey, how about you just sit down and be quiet? You know? And this is the first time where I looked at myself and I was like, Zora, how about you sit down and be quiet? <laughs> right? Like, I always feel the need to be in the spotlight, whether it becomes to leadership positions, opportunities. Like, I always feel the need to volunteer for something, and I might not be in a position where I should be volunteering for something. And that's where I find myself becoming a guest man, um, saying yes to too many things, and then wonder why I end up burnt out. Because I feel the need to be involved in everything. And you don't have to be involved in everything. You can actually learn a lot from yourself, from other people, from life, by taking the backseat. You always don't have to be the main character. And I'm understanding that being the main character isn't always a good thing. There's a certain pressure that always comes with being the main character. And sometimes you need to be a side character because you don't need the attention on you. You don't need the pressure on you. Um... You know, in the moment when I heard this, this saying, I'll be like, all right, mommy, whatever. But we really do have two ears or one mouth. 
And I just sounded so old saying that, but you know, we do. Um, so I'm just understanding and coming to terms that I don't always need to be in the spotlight. And as a result, I've started to back out of a lot of things that I committed to. And while in the moment, it probably will be unfortunate and um, probably pose some, you know, future issues on those individuals. But I, I feel like they benefit more from someone who is eager to accept that position versus someone who felt that they were called to take that position or that they needed to take that position. Not learning that I don't always have to be in the spotlight has been a great lesson. Um, but I also struggle, you know, in understanding that you can understand something, but you'll still have conflict with something else. So the conflict that I have now is what do I do if I have a need or an urge for something that isn't good for me mentally? Guys, I promise you, I will go into an event and I'll be like, where I'll go into an organization, I'll be like, hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to volunteer. I'm not going to run for a position. Next thing you know, my hand is raising that I'm running for a position. Um, but I understand, like, I've noticed that once I relinquish control, I start to feel powerless and I grow anxious. And I think that's a mixture of two fears of mine, like the fear of the unknown. That's why the idea of time scares me so much, because you never know what's going to come with time. And then the fear of change. Um, two, two fears that I'm working on, um, I don't, I don't know if they'll be fixing time soon, but that's also what I'm committing my summer towards working on. So I talked about, you know, letting control go. Now we're going to let, talk about a bit of my letting go of conflict. Yesterday, or is it yesterday or two days ago? I think it was two days ago. Man, I was mad. I was mad. I was so angry, so angry with this 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 issue. And it might not even be an issue to another person. But I'm not getting into specifics, but how it made me feel, I felt betrayed, I felt hurt. And it's never the actual action that hurts me, it's the principle of the action because it always could be avoided. It always could be avoided if simply people would speak up. Um, but then I just realized like how much, how ugly I felt as I was harboring these feelings. And I just had to tell yourself, like I had that inner peace moment, I had to take a couple breaths. But I just told myself, as like, Zora, you have to learn how to let things be, leave things the way people left it and be okay with that. You, you're not fixed of feelings. I remember I told, you know, some associates of mine, I was like, you're not fixed of Felix. It is not your job. It is not your duty. You do not feel the need to control every situation that you are in. You do not have to fix everything. Not everything is meant to be fixed. And it also reminded me of, like I said, the idea of time is something that is very pressing in my mind. But it reminded me of this video that I saw of Kevin Hart. And he was like, I don't have time to be angry. That time that I'm spent being angry can be spent towards time that I'm investing in myself. And I'm working on this mindset. And at the end of the video, it was a he was on a talk show. At the end of the video, he um the talk show host mentioned a Nelson Mandela quote. And it talked about um grudges. I forgot what the quote said. Holding a grudge is like drinking poison and hoping the other person something. I don't know. It was something along those lines. Um, 
And I was at that point yesterday, and I probably still am. I'm not going to act like, you know, I got over it, just that one situation. It, I'll probably still hold grudges for a while. I'll start probably still be angry towards people for a while. But that's just the mindset that I want to start adapting. Um, the amount of time I spent on the situation, like I said, the inner peace of right, I spent like five minutes just breathing. Then I was like, yeah, I can't do this. I can't be in the house. I went downstairs, grabbed my keys, left my house, got in my car, drove to a local school, sat in the neighborhood, and just huffed and puffed. You know how many other things I could have done in that time frame? It was just such a pointless drive. It was wasting my time, and it was wasting gas. Y'all know expensive gas is? Anyways. Um, but I'm learning that, you know, the art of forgiving does not mean you have to reconnect with that person. It is okay to never talk to them, to never want to see them again, but still forgive them. And in order to protect my peace of mind, it's better if I just never see that person or if I never hear from that person, don't know what that person's doing as if they never existed. And I will not hold any hostility towards them, but I just know that if I were to see their face again, that ugly feeling of being angry and resenting someone would come back. And it's why I don't, it's why I block people so easily. One miss, I promise you, anything that does not benefit me, I'm removing it, I'm blocking it, because why would I want a constant reminder of something that makes me mad? And I know you should, probably shouldn't allow people to have the best, to have such a strong hold on your, your emotions, but I think the more mature thing is to know yourself and to know what makes you mad and to do everything you can to prevent yourself from being put in that position that's going to make you mad. Um, so yeah, that's what I've learned in my time of self-reflection. I am working on it. I'm working on letting things go, especially with this podcast, because this podcast is like, I don't want this to feel like I have all the answers in the world because I don't. And I'm constantly reminding myself that I'm not expected to. And as I said before, I'm working on perfectionism and these imagination, these imaginary expectations that I've created for myself. And I've persuaded myself, deluded myself to believe that they were set by other people when they weren't. Um, and as I said, this this podcast is four years in the making. Like it's I failed with this podcast. I'm probably still going to fail with this podcast. I'm going to make more mistakes, but I'm learning and I'm growing as a podcaster, but as an individual too. And this podcast helps me so much with instances of self-growth like these, being aware of certain issues. Like I share these moments of growth with myself um, in hopes that it gives someone puzzle pieces that will help them complete their own puzzle as I'm working on completing my master puzzle as well. So like I said, I hope this doesn't come across as fake woke, and I hope this makes sense. Um, but as I wrap this up, I want you to say Happy Pride Month and Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, here's your reminder to let things go that don't benefit you. Just get that weight off your shoulders and relax. Replace it with a good responsibility or a good weight. Like, do something that's fulfilling and that brings you success and positivity. Um, as I say that, you know, I've started making a summer to-do list and helping me relax with being in the moment too. 
and just doing activities while still keeping my mind stimulated and I'm not I'm not decomposing over here like I did body so I hope you all get to experience that this summer at least once in life um and I hope you all enjoyed this episode and I'll see you on the next one